Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 108. Here, O my Lord, I'd see thee face to face. Here would I touch and handle things unseen. Here, grasp with firmer hand the eternal grace. And all my weariness upon thee lean. Hymn number 108. scriptural will be given by Karen from California. John, if ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. 
If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not my serv- not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his master doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Let's now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven. Our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable One, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 423. Give me, O Lord, an understanding heart, that I may learn to know myself in Thee to spurn the wrong and choose the better part, and thus from sinful bondage be set free. Hymn number 423.
Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion where we discuss this week's lesson and other subjects that need to be taken up. And we have a, had a really good one this morning. So if you missed it, or if you'd like to hear it again, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And you can also find it on our YouTube channel and on our Vimeo channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 a.m. And that Sunday school is available to children anywhere. Uh, and in fact, many of our students don't live in the area, but they call in on their telephone to a dedicated teleconference number just for the Sunday school. So uh, if you don't live in the area and have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll give you the number and we would love to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings, lives literally transformed through the study and practice of Christian science. And we have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all of our services, so if you do show up, you can bring the whole family. We have a couple of events coming up. The annual meeting of the membership will take place Thursday evening, January 25, at 8 p.m. So th those of you who are members are welcome to attend. It will be held at the church here. And if you cannot attend in person, the meeting will be held on the regular church teleconference number so that you can participate on your telephone. And uh, following that, uh, we're going to have another Bible study session uh, that Saturday, January 27. And that will take place at the usual 10 a.m. Saturday morning time. So mark your calendars and please join us. We have about 17 different websites in 17 different languages. That is our outreach. And as a result, we are uh, spreading the truth of Christian science to millions of people around the world, in many cases in their own language. And everything that we offer on our websites is free of charge. You can watch, read, download, listen to everything we have to offer free of charge. One of the things, uh, one of the articles that we're now featuring on our English website, I'd like to point out, it's an excerpt from an article entitled, Let Your Light So Shine by Mary Beauvais. Short but very good article. I recommend it highly. Everyone is welcome here, and that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And this being our communion service, I am going to read from our textbook, The Tenets of Christian Science. One, as adherents of truth, we take the inspired word of the Bible as our sufficient guide to eternal life. Two, we acknowledge and adore one supreme and infinite God. We acknowledge his Son, one Christ, the Holy Ghost or divine comforter, and man in God's image and likeness. Three, 
We acknowledge God's forgiveness of sin in the destruction of sin and the spiritual understanding that casts out evil as unreal. But the belief in sin is punished so long as the belief lasts. Four, we acknowledge Jesus' atonement as the evidence of divine efficacious love unfolding man's unity with God through Christ Jesus, the way-shower. And we acknowledge that man is saved through Christ, through truth, life, and love, as demonstrated by the Galilean prophet in healing the sick and overcoming sin and death. Five. We acknowledge that the crucifixion of Jesus and his resurrection served to uplift faith to understand eternal life. Even the allness of soul, spirit, and the nothingness of matter. Six. And we solemnly promise to watch and pray for that mind to be in us which was also in Christ Jesus, to do unto others as we would have them do unto us, and to be merciful, just, and pure. And now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from our textbook, Science and Health, with Key to the Scriptures, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given now by Mara from Mississippi. Page 605, A Case of Mental Surgery. I have felt for some time I should give my experience in mental surgery. In May 1902, going home for lunch on a bicycle and while riding down a hill at a rapid gait, I was thrown from the wheel and falling on my left side with my arm under my head. The bone was broken about halfway between the shoulder and elbow. While the pain was intense, I lay still in the dust, declaring the truth and denying that there could be a break or accident in the realm of divine love until a gentleman came to assist me, saying he thought I had been stunned. I was only two and a half blocks from home, so I mounted my bike, my wheel again and managed to reach it. On arriving there, I lay down and asked my little boy to bring me our textbook. He immediately brought Science and Health which I read for about 10 minutes when all pain left. I said nothing to my family of the accident, but attended to some duties and was about half an hour late in returning to the office. This being my only loss of time from work. My friends claimed that the arm had not been broken as it would have been impossible for me to continue my work without having it set and carrying it in a sling until the bone knit together. Their insistence almost persuaded me that I might have been mistaken, until one of my friends invited me to visit a physician's office where they were experimenting with an X-ray machine. The physician was asked to determine my left arm, to examine my left arm to see if it differed from the ordinary. I'm looking through it, he said, yes, it has been broken, but whoever said it made a perfect job of it. And you will never have any further trouble from that break. My friend then asked the doctor to show how he could tell where the break had been. The doctor pointed out the place as being slightly thicker at that part, like a piece of steel that had been welded. This was the first of several cases of mental surgery that had come under my notice, and it made a deep impression on me. For the benefit of others who may have something similar to me, I will say that I have overcome almost constant attacks of sick headaches extending back 
to my earliest recollection. LCS, Salt Lake City, Utah. The Bible and the Christian Science textbook are our only preachers. We shall now read scriptural texts and their correlative passages from our textbook. These comprise our sermon. The canonical writings, together with the word of our textbook, corroborating and explaining the Bible texts in their denominational spiritual import and application to all ages, past, present, and future, constitute a sermon undivorced from truth, uncontaminated or fettered by human hypotheses, and authorized by Christ. Today's lesson sermon can be found on page 4 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Sacrament. The golden text is from 1 Samuel. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. The responsive reading is from Psalms. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else I would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Bruce will now read. I will read from the Bible, Deuteronomy. And now, Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all his ways, and to love him? and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes which I command thee this day for thy good. Psalms Teach me thy way, O Lord, I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. I will praise thee, O Lord, my God, with all my heart, and I will glory thy name forevermore. Deuteronomy And the Lord thy God will circumcise thine heart and the heart of thy seed to love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul that thou mayest live. Jeremiah For I know the thoughts that I think toward you 
saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord. Matthew. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you, that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is, God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He saith unto him, Which? Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, Thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man saith unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, if thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, 
they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee, and what shall we have therefore? And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And every one that hath forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive an hundredfold, and shall inherit everlasting life. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. Now, the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into the city to such a man, and say unto him, The master saith, My time is at hand, I will keep the Passover at thy house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. Now, when the even was come, he sat down with the twelve. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it, and brake it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup, and gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Romans The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Carol will now read. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. Jesus of Nazareth taught and demonstrated man's oneness with the Father. And for this we owe him endless homage. His mission was both individual and collective. He did life's work aright, not only in justice to himself, but in mercy to mortals, to show them how to do theirs, but not to do it for them, nor to relieve them of a single responsibility. Jesus acted boldly against the accredited evidence of the senses, against pharisaical creeds and practices, and he refuted all opponents with his healing power. The Passover, which Jesus ate with his disciples in the month Nisan, on the night before his crucifixion, was a mournful occasion, 
a sad supper taken at the close of day in the twilight of a glorious career with shadows fast falling around. And this supper closed forever Jesus' ritualism or concessions to matter. His followers, sorrowful and silent, anticipating the hour of their master's betrayal, partook of the heavenly manna, which of old had fed in the wilderness the persecuted followers of truth. Their bread indeed came down from heaven. It was the great truth of spiritual being, healing the sick, and casting out error. Their master had explained it all before, and now this bread was feeding and sustaining them. For this truth of spiritual being, their master was about to suffer violence and drain to the dregs his cup of sorrow. He must leave them. With the great glory of an everlasting victory overshadowing him, he gave thanks and said, Drink ye all of it. Jesus taught the way of life by demonstration, that we may understand how this divine principle heals the sick, casts out error, and triumphs over death. Though demonstrating his control over sin and disease, the great master by no means relieved others from giving the requisite proofs of their own piety. He worked for their guidance that they might demonstrate this power as he did and understand its divine principle. Implicit faith in the teacher and all the emotional love we can bestow on him will never alone make us imitators of him. We must go and do likewise, else we are not improving the great blessings which our master worked and suffered to bestow upon us. The divinity of the Christ was made manifest in the humanity of Jesus. Audible prayer can never do the works of spiritual understanding, which regenerates. But silent prayer, watchfulness, and devout obedience enable us to follow Jesus' example. Long prayers, superstition, and creeds clip the strong pinions of love and clothe religion in human forms. Whatever materializes worship hinders man's spiritual growth and keeps him from demonstrating his power over error. While the heart is far from divine truth and love, we cannot conceal the ingratitude of barren lives. What we most need is the prayer of fervent desire for growth in grace expressed in patience, meekness, love, and good deeds. To keep the commandments of our master and follow his example is our proper debt to him and the only worthy evidence of our gratitude for all that he has done. Outward worship is not of itself sufficient to express loyal and heartfelt gratitude, since he has said, If ye love me, keep my commandments. A wordy prayer may afford a quiet sense of self-justification, though it makes the sinner a hypocrite. We never need to despair of an honest heart but there is little hope for those who come only spasmodically face to face with their wickedness and then seek to hide it. 
Their prayers are indexes which do not correspond with their character. They hold secret fellowship with sin, and such externals are spoken of by Jesus as like unto whited sepulchres, full of all uncleanness. We should examine ourselves and learn what is the affection and purpose of the heart. For in this way only can we learn what we honestly are. In public prayer, we often go beyond our convictions, beyond the honest standpoint of fervent desire. If we are not secretly yearning and openly striving for the accomplishment of all we ask, our prayers are vain repetitions, such as the heathen use. If our petitions are sincere, we labor for what we ask, and our Father, who seeth in secret, will reward us openly. God knows our need before we tell him or our fellow beings about it. Prayer, coupled with a fervent, habitual desire to know and do the will of God, will bring us into all truth. Such a desire has little need of audible expression. It is best expressed in thought and in life. The Father in secret is unseen to the physical senses, but he knows all things and rewards according to motives, not according to speech. Such prayer is answered in so far as we put our desires into practice. The Master's injunction is that we pray in secret and let our lives attest our sincerity. May the Christians of today take up the more practical import of that career. It is possible, yea, it is the duty and privilege of every child, man, and woman to follow in some degree the example of the Master by the demonstration of truth and life, of health and holiness. Christians claim to be his followers, but do they follow him in the way that he commanded? Hear these imperative commands. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Heal the sick. If all who ever partook of the sacrament had really commemorated the sufferings of Jesus and drunk of his cup, they would have revolutionized the world. If all who seek his commemoration through material symbols will take up the cross, heal the sick, cast out evils, and preach Christ or truth to the poor, the receptive thought, they will bring in the millennium. This being our communion service, I will invite the congregation to kneel and join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who is art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us 
us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Let's now sing hymn number 300. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. Saw ye my Savior, heard ye the glad sound, felt ye the power of the word. T'was the truth that made us free, and was found by you and me in the life and the love of our Lord. M three hundred.
the Lord of sea and sky. I have heard my people cry, all who dwell in dark and sin, my hand will save. I who make the stars of night, I will make their darkness Let's now sing hymn number 90. Guide me, O thou great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land. I am thine, and thou art mighty. Hold me with thy powerful hand. Bread of heaven, bread of heaven, feed me now and evermore. Hymn number 90.
I'll read from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind, and it's infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material, he is spiritual. 1 John Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Second Thessalonians. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which have loved us and have given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. Amen.